Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. Sunday, May 15th, 2022. Greetings and symphonies. Symphonies? Symphonies? Sympathies. The symphony of sympathy. Yeah, to, to all of the um, shell shock citizens of the city of Buffalo. Um, they had a rough day yesterday. Yes, Dougie. they had a very rough day. And this is some serious shit that we need to get into. Because this country is coming apart at the seams. And when you have people... How many mass shootings have we had just in the past week? Uh, more than a handful. Yes. Just, and that's in a week. That's yeah. And less than a week in the past three to four days we've had, and it's not even Memorial day. Summer hadn't even got here yet. No. And summer is the time of the shooter. We're in the spring Um, of hope going into the summer of love. Yes. Trying to, they're trying to start summer a little early. And this is crazy, man. Yeah. So for those who, who don't know, and, uh, haven't seen the video. I just saw the video right before we started the podcast. Yeah, probably not the best way to go about it. Yeah, right not, before we started show. Not at all. Hey, I mean, Doug, you want to see some really yeah, fucked up shit? Yes, I was. Uh, I had heard this. I had heard about this happening, but I didn't know. I didn't really know a lot about it. And Jim, uh, being the the Jim that he is, yeah. he uh, actually downloaded the video that the guy was streaming on Twitch. Yeah, as he committed this. Hyenas act. Yeah, he's a real it's, piece of it, shit. Yes, it is. It it's uh, and it's disturbing, people. So, if anyone, if you haven't seen the video, don't watch it. I mean, I'm one of those people. Uh, I watched Nicholas Berg get his head cut off, mm-hmm. and and I was disturbed for. I mean, that was something that I never should have watched. Yeah, but it's the human curiosity thing, you know that. Everybody's like, man, I I gotta I gotta see this. I gotta I've, see this. I've got a lot and, of that. Yeah, still. yeah, I do too. I still Which do. Sucks. I, it sucks. I, I, it does. And and you and when you but when you actually see it, it's like, why did I watch that? It chips. Why did I? It chips away at you a little bit yeah, over it, time. A little bit of your soul. And we it were takes, talking about it this. Does. Off, it takes it. We were talking about this off air before the show started. Oh, also, hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode. Yes. We won't be laughing about abortion. We're talking mess shooting and arona's not here tonight in case uh anyone hadn't noticed yet yeah it's just it's just a twosome yes the terrible twosome doug (laughs) we're here to fuck shit up oh shit but um yeah we talked about this before the show where like i can still remember some of the first like live stream shootings and shit right because as technology has gotten better and you can literally just pull your phone out and for all of the good it does as far as getting information through the firewall of, you know, approved media, you know, shit like that and censorship, um, you also get the opportunity, if you want to call it that, to see all the wild shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like, for example, the, the Russia-Ukraine war, you know, you're getting a very sanitized version. Yeah. Uh, really, no matter where you look in the States, you got to go to obscure places on the internet where this is a direct result from censorship people getting booted off of facebook and twitter and all these other you know instagram or whatever they have they 
they're still going to exist. They like they they still are there, and information is you know unwelcomed or unflattering information is still going to be out there. Right, and those people are going to find it, and they're going to put it somewhere. And so all that's going to do is just give rise to uh, alternative sources of information like Telegram, Signal. Uh, you get like things like Gitter and MeWe and Parler and Truth Social popping up. You're, you're splintering this all the way out to where now you don't know what the fuck uh, you're going to stumble into in some of these areas. And yeah, it's can- almost like the dark web. It's kind of, yeah, kind of, because like immediately when I heard about the, the Buffalo shooting, uh, shout out to Lookner, yeah. uh, that guy's a fucking nerd, but, uh, and he's, he's, he's honest. Yes. Uh, he, he couldn't kill a mosquito if he tried. He is, he is an Uber nerd, but God loved the nerds. So he immediately went live. And so as soon as I hear about, cause all he does is just official press releases about things that are happening. The official narrative. What I, what do I do? I immediately jump to like Discord and Telegram, and I'm looking for like as soon as I heard it was live streamed, I was like, that's that's out there. It is brutal. It is fucking brutal. I mean, he kills at least eight people, seven people within the first twenty with, seconds. Within twenty seconds yeah. of getting out of his car. Yes. So the total numbers are: uh, he shot thirteen, ten of them died, and. Three, uh, one person's been released from the hospital already. They got released yesterday. The other two are still in critical. So there's a chance that that number could change. But his, his uh, supposed mission was uh, basically to start a race war and to get guns uh, more restricted to then pop off the gun-loving right wing to actually fight. And he's not a right winger. He's not a conservative. He's not a Republican. The news is going to tell you that it's right wing white supremacy because that's what they need it to be. And Joe Biden's been saying this, you know, white supremacy, uh, right. What is it? Uh, extreme right wing white supremacist are the greatest danger to this country. This guy wasn't that he was a white dude, but he was a lefty. He's a self-affirmed communist because also with the video portion, he released an, uh, a manifesto that's a hundred and eighty pages 10 pages for every year that he's been on this earth yeah 180 pages of fucking crazy bullshit it reads like an fbi manual it it it, half of it's copied and pasted from other manifestos that he found online and then he has like 30 pages of just memes and i look through them and i'm like this is like the dumbest shit ever this is literally out of like fbi telling their officers this is what you should look out for he used every like uh, hack symbol and hack cliche word and term. Um, he wrote a bunch of shit on his guns, just like the Christchurch shooter. Um, he was trying so hard to copycat what he thought was going to get the most amount of attention so that he could get gun rights removed to force a blowback. And also he went explicitly into a black part of Buffalo to his goal, his stated goal anyway, was to go kill as many black people as possible to get the blacks upset, have the government come down, remove the guns, have white rednecks then lash out and then really set this thing off. Not so different than Dylan Roof uh, in South Carolina who shot up the the black church in Charleston. Um, but this guy, he's just, I'm not even going to say his name because fuck him. No, no, um, I wouldn't say his name either. Yeah, fuck this piece of shit. But this guy, 
if you know anything about the the different ideologies out there, the different groups and movements and what they believe and what they actually be like the real deal shit. This guy wasn't any of that. He didn't belong to any group. Um, he was on the radar. He has been on the radar of law enforcement and his school for over a year. Uh, more info's coming out. This guy actually had intentions of like shooting up at school. Well, I have to say this about the video. Yeah. I, I absolutely have to say this. It looked just like a video game, but real. Mm-hmm. Like Call of Duty, any of the first person sh- shooter video games, yeah. that's the angle that this guy had yeah, on he had his GoPro, camera. He had a GoPro on his helmet. It was truly disturbing mm-hmm. to watch. Even his movements and the way he's moving around, it looks just like a fucking video game, but it's real. And that's, and that is, uh, and I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, Yeah, but uh, he's 18 years old, dude, guaranteed the fucker grew up playing Call of Duty. And I know people, you know, I, I know you're a gamer. I Fuck, I love games. I love playing them too. But the realism of games now, they've, they've become so real Yeah, that uh, from a young, if, if you're young, if you're young, if you're three, four, five years old and you start playing these games, mm-hmm. it's got to do something to you. It's got to, it, it has to change your, because you're in a, you know, we're grown, we're grown men, you know, we've, we know the difference between fucking, you know, reality and fucking a video game. Yeah. But if you're, when, when you're young like that and you're developing, your mind is developing and all that shit, there's no telling what that is doing to to people now and you know i don't i, I i'm not trying to I, I mean i'm i don't think there should be a ban on video games but i think that uh people especially parents of kids that play video games all the time mm-hmm. and i i i'm i do work for them i do work for for people that, that their kids that's all they do is play video games yeah. and i'm like I'm not going to tell the parents, you know, hey, you know, fucking throw your kid outside for a couple hours a day. You know, I'm not, I'm not that kind of person, but it's it, when, when they, when the parents are just letting the video games be the babysitter, mm-hmm. uh, that's what the kids are learning from. They're learning from the shit that they're consuming. They're not learning from the parents, you know? Yeah. And I'll say this, like, yeah, we've, we've gone on the, we've gone down that road of video games and all that stuff. I think that, uh, what had more to do with what fucked this kid up was uh, a tale as old as time. He was socially awkward. He wasn't able to actually build and maintain real relationships with other people. Um, he he was obviously isolated. And a lot of the info coming out now, and, and like I said, there'll be more and more that come out, but the things that he cites as... Because he goes into detail. The parts the parts where he wasn't copy and pasting somebody else's words, right. where he was actually writing for himself, which, by the way, littered with contradictions. This kid was a fucking retard. Right. He didn't know shit right. about fuck. And, um, but the parts where he's actually citing things are direct pulls from internet chat forums, everything from 4chan to the, the things that I said, Discord, Telegram, right, shit like right. that. And he got attracted... Um, I, I think the kid really just wanted to cause as much chaos as possible because he was incapable of having a genuine connection with people. Right. And so he seeked out places where they were talking about the most um, 
con- extreme shit, controversial or, yeah. shit. Right. So he wanted to go listen to the far leftist that says the system needs to be burned down. And he's like, I agree with that. How can I do that? Well, the best way to do it, and we talk about it all the time, is what our government does, divide and conquer. Yeah. Right. So he was trying to do the one thing that would divide us as much as possible with what he could control, and that was involve race um, and get the, the, get the two extremes, to, in his mind, in an uproar. Right. And how he did that was by seeking out the most extreme people in these weird closeted areas of the internet where he spent too much time. I'm not discounting the fact that video games can have effects on certain people. It's a numbers game. When you have hundreds of millions of people, because let's be honest, first-person shooter games are the most popular, top three anyway, game-playing types that are out there. And even though this is like salacious and we all think that mass shootings are just the norm, uh, at least like teenagers or whatever, it isn't. Like it's, it's sensational. So it makes us go, fuck, this is a problem. But what it is, is parents, this goes back to the parents. Yeah. yeah Anytime you have a, a fucking lost child, the first thing I do is look at the parents. Where the fuck were you? Hey, first of all, uh, is there a dad in the home? Don't know on this guy yet. Um, second of all, what were your hobbies? How much time were you spending uh, with your parents and parents? How much time were you invested in your child? To know what the fuck he's into, right? On the on online, yeah. Because yeah. especially over the last three years, or really ever since 2016, um, it has gotten so divided. And with all the heavy censorship, he's going to be downloading apps that the parents don't even know what the fuck they are. Right. Telegram, right? Oh, I'm just chatting with my friends, mom. Oh, okay, bye, honey. <laughs> and all he's learning is all the wignat terminology, which you probably don't even know what wignat it it means. It's white nationalist. It's just a abbreviated term for white nationalist. And the shit's all over the place because people are people feel like they don't have a tribe anymore. They feel like, you know, there's a war on men, there's a war on white people, there's a war on poor black people, there's a war on cops, there's a war on everything. And so anybody can feel like a victim at any point in time, and so they go try to find people that are the most susceptible to be radicalized. Right. And, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if this guy, you know, was in a chat room with a fed there. I said it. <laughs> Cause that's a I thing. I said it. Yeah. Um, but the whole overall thing, the guy was a fucking idiot. If you have the patience, uh, you can find his manifesto out there. It's not going to be on Twitter. Uh, you'll get the immediate 12 hour, 24 hour boot from Twitter. If you share the link to it, but it's out there. If you know how to work the internet, if you know how to even find a podcast, you can fucking find it. If you hate yourself and want to waste your time looking through 180 pages of absolute fucking dumbassery, uh, have a ball. I would say uh, don't watch it. But, but if, if you're, you're curious, if like, you're, like we were, I mean, you're going to watch it. But if you're a parent, I'd say watch it. I'd say look at the manifesto. Look, because he basically gives a manual for how to become this type of dipshit. And if you're a parent, I think, yeah. If I, if, I'll put it to you this way: if I was a parent, I would definitely read it, and I would look for, hey, is my kid into this fucking shit? You know, do I need to pull him outside and go play catch instead of, uh, you know, should I cancel the uh, the internet for a month? Right. Yeah. And you know, I don't know, go on a fucking fishing trip instead. I don't know. Just saying. You might want to do that, parents. 
get your kid out in front of or out from in front of a fucking screen. Because whether it's a video game or, or the online internet. chat yeah. forums, yep. uh, sunlight is the best medicine. That's all I'm gonna say. So yeah, T's and P's for real. Like cut all the bullshit. I know we like to laugh and have fun, but uh, I feel terribly for the people in that community. When I was watching the video, I was just all I could think about was, wow, this could be, you know, fucking Kroger down the street or anywhere or you know qt you could be in a qt and i mean it's just yeah somebody jump out and i mean and you, you those people had no time to do anything yeah well now, like, the security guard did have time to he get popped off, a off shot. around yeah he, and he even apparently made contact shot him you know uh center mass but he had body armor on right and so just get ready for the litany of bullshit joe biden wanting to restrict body armor restrict helmets restrict more restrictions on guns like he was already in new york one of the one of the high regulated uh fucking states also here's another thing kyle rentenhouse started trending again because this guy traveled three hours plus to get to buffalo the guy didn't live in buffalo right he lived in conklin new york uh i had to google where the fuck that was because who the fuck knows where conklin new york is i googled it the dude was closer to philly and new york than buffalo so i don't like why buffalo that's the most obscure, dumb sh- This, whatever. Fucking moron. But, um, ah, fuck. I forgot where I was going. He must have, he, they, he must have been there or visited there and, yeah. And saw that it was, that, you know, maybe it was an easier target for him than anywhere around where he was. I don't know. Well, I, don't know. I, I know that for a fact that he had been there because in his manifesto, he has a map of the building. He had it all planned, like literally planned out. And he even said, you know, if uh, if the cops don't kill me or if I don't kill myself, I'll plead guilty. Eh, he pled not guilty. Um, like I said, it's riddled with contradictions. This kid just wanted attention. That's all it was, which is me, 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 me. And uh, he he was pro COVID lockdowns. He was he was a very fucked up in the head guy, um, obviously. But and the last three years has produced a lot of those. But for for people out there. I think that there could be benefit to watching it because sadly, I think that this is going to be the norm people live streaming shit like this. Um, hell we were talking about it off air. I think it was 2016, something like that. Yeah, when that news Virginia, reporter yeah, in Virginia, Virginia yeah. live streamed him killing his former coworkers yep. because he got fired. That was a black guy. Yeah. But you know, that story doesn't get talked and about. And that was the first live stream yeah. of a, of a murder. First one I yeah, ever saw. Yeah. It was on Facebook. It was on Twitter. uh, Twitter. A lot of platforms changed their settings so that videos don't automatically play because so many people were just scrolling. And anybody that shared that video, as soon as you scrolled, it would it would play. And it started right when he was shooting. Um, And there was another one out in Texas. um, Another news reporter. uh um, She was actually, but this, this wasn't streamed. It was just on camera. Yeah. And her, her husband or ex-husband or whatever walked up and shot her in the head while she was doing the news. Yeah. And uh, I remember that one. But, yeah, it's, it's, it is sad that this is becoming the norm. I mean, that's what's so sad about it. it what, what's really sad about it is that people are that fucked up. People are so fucked up for attention, attention. or for... Uh, yeah, for attention. I mean, it's like, uh, and I, I talk about this. I've talked about this before too. 
the people that take selfies of themselves every fucking day on Facebook. It's, um, it's, a, it's a, it's a mental, it, there's, there's gotta, it's some kind of uh defection. It's gotta be, it's yeah. gotta be because who wants to, it, it, it's like they're almost, they almost feel like they're, a, they're famous. It's making them famous or it's making them, it's making them addicted to the attention. It's making them infamous is what it's making them. It's making, it's making me want to fucking, you know, unfriend them, but that's just me. Yeah. But if you, and there's people that do that, they're like the Instagram and Facebook and all of these fucking, all of them, Snapchat, uh, everybody wants to, especially TikTok. My God, TikTok is full of that shit. I mean, it, it, you got these chicks on there that just film themselves dancing to a song every yeah. fucking day. Yeah. Every day they'll dance to a new song. They'll dance Three to a new song. Three million followers. And, yeah. And they got, yeah. And they got all these yeah, hard dicks out there going, hey, I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And, you know, and they probably start making money off of it. Oh, they do. And then that's once their they, living. Yeah. And then once they, once you start making money off of it, you're like, oh, I'm a star. Mm -hmm. I'm a star. I'm a fucking TikTok star. Yeah. I'm a YouTube star. I'm an influencer. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you and YouTube and your star and all look, the all of these you influencers, that's a fucking great word right there. That's a that's yeah, that's, that's what, a word that didn't exist it didn't, seven years no, ago. No. No, it didn't it did not exist. And now if you're an influencer, if you're a big enough one. You know, you can make a million dollars a year yeah. off of the internet or plus million plus a year. Well, and this isn't anything new. Uh, no. I, I think the internet is far more dangerous than video games for that reason. And it's like I said, it's not anything new. This was actually something that started to get addressed before we really blew up the culture war where now we're focused on all these other things. But uh, remember like Instagram took away the total number of likes that you could see because it was it was causing teenage girls to kill themselves because they would post something. And if it didn't get enough likes in an hour, they would take it down because they didn't want other people to see how unlikable that post was right. because friend a was getting more likes at the same time than them. And they, their entire value system, their, their entire persona was wrapped up in their online projection of themselves the young mind is a terrible fucking thing to fuck with and that's exactly what the internet does yeah. it, it, the internet video games all of that shit when you combine all of the things all of the i call them distractions but obviously not distractions to kids that are growing up in it yeah they take that shit serious and yeah. they're and just like you said girls killing themselves because they're not getting enough likes yeah like middle what schoolers the, what the fuck yeah. what the fuck are we now think what are we coming to i mean what and i know it comes down to parenting but the parents are just as bad they're fucking in their iphone 24 7 they're looking at their likes so they can't monitor their kids their kids that's, yes that's youtubing how to tie a noose right in the garage yeah it's because mom's busy taking selfies of herself in the kitchen the only thing i can say day. is thank god so far women are not apt at doing mass shootings because <laughs> yeah. we would be done. Oh yeah, <laughs> we would be. We would be. A don't dead, give them any ideas. We Jim. would be a dead society don't in give like them any six ideas, weeks. Man. Come <laughs> I'm on. just telling you. Um, we might have to delete that. Eh. And yeah, don't give them any ideas. No. Uh, if you're a teenage <laughs> girl, turn this off right the fuck now. <laughs> like, what? How did you find us? Uh, 
delete, 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 get out of here. <laughs> we don't want you. Um, but it also it's like, it's, it goes into like, even what we do here on, on this show. Like, yeah, sure. It would be great to have hundreds of thousands of followers and be able to make a living off of it and not have to right. work a real job. Right. But at the same time, I don't want that because we're not striving for that dopamine rush of like, um, you know, are, are we, what's our rank? Right. What's our podcast rank? Right. How many followers does our, does our podcast page have on Instagram and Twitter? Right. I hardly interact on any of those fucking platforms. Like Instagram's the only one because it's just a funny way to share a meme to uh, make the announcement that there's an episode out. Right. Even though I know that everybody that subscribed to this gets a notification, uh, or if they're curious if we have an episode, they'll look for it. And we and we kind of mockingly do the whole like we make fun of like the whole like click. Uh, click the like button, yeah. smash, 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 smash like that, button. Yeah, hit subscribe, ring the bell, yeah. all that dumb shit. Like we're not trying to build a following. Yeah, that's that's also a problem. Is people get fucking? You want to ring a bell? That's the only bell we're There's, fucking. That's the only ringing. bell we're ringing, and we're doing it. Yeah, we're not asking you to do shit. But it's people have gotten too wrapped up in their own self worth. Um, and their own self-importance, which is derived in like totally arbitrary places where they can't, you don't control it. Right. And you're, you're putting your entire, uh, mental well-being in the hands of the general public, which is the dumbest thing to do. Yeah. Because yeah. they will turn on you. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and they'll destroy you. Yeah. So your attitude should be fuck them. Yeah. But that's as far as it needs to go. And, and playing the game as far as the band goes, you know? Because uh, mm -hmm. I have, to, we have to do it. The, mm -hmm. You know, we have to play the game as far as you know, trying to get likes and trying to build up the subscribers and all of that. It, it's it's really uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not something that I want to do. Yeah, you know, I don't want I I I don't want to have to. Um, it's a hope, but not play a need. the game. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't want to have to play the game, but you do. You know, yeah. you have to. And if you want to get any anywhere now, mm -hmm. you have to play it. And and it's not uh, one of those things, just like you said, it's not where I'm, I'm going to, you know, just totally flip out if somebody doesn't like my music. I'm still rational about it. I know there's people that are going to hate us and there's people that are going to love us. And there's people that are going to be like, eh, that's okay. Yeah. It's, it's, there's no, you don't, there's no one size fits all for anything. And kids... I guess don't understand that, uh, especially awkward kids that are, you know, they, they're not, they're not very social. They, you know, maybe they keep to their self a lot. Maybe they sit in their room on the internet all day or play video games or whatever. And when you, when you have a kid that's, that can't, cause you know, they can't rationalize things like we can as far as you know working uh, through the downtime right and, yeah. and, and 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 just working through just just stupid shit like like a, a a boy at school tells a little girl she's ugly and that little girl carries that fucking to her deathbed she, you know what i'm she saying she becomes I mean, a man hating yeah or, fucking uh, yeah, or what, irate or, woman or whatever yeah. because she doesn't have the facility to rationalize all oh, that kids are just a punk anyway yeah. fuck him yeah you go you know? home crying and your and, parents go sally what the fuck is happening yeah some boys school sets ah, nah, fuck, fuck him. him yeah let's go out for ice cream yeah all you right. don't have a parent doing that yeah. and, and when you don't have the parent doing that or, it, you, or nowadays you have a parent lead. go let's go 
take a selfie while we eat ice yeah, cream yeah. so I can make a post about how yeah. mu- how good of a parent yeah, I am because yeah. I need to turn yeah. your problems into my we'll life. We'll put it on Facebook. Yeah. We'll put us. Uh, get, we'll go to Brewsters and put well, it on Facebook. And here's the thing. For example, I listen to a shitload of podcasts because it's an outlet for me to hear other people sharing ideas that I otherwise wouldn't hear. Right. And so I see it that way. I don't. I don't see it as like, uh, oh, I got to be a cult follower of this person. I've had. I've. I've had the opportunity, uh, thankfully enough, to be able to, I guess, meet a lot of the people that I listen to. Right. And they're just normal people. They're just. Right. They're just fucking yeah. people. Um, it's weird to have any level of worship of another human being because they have an audience. It's, I don't understand that. No, it's, I it, know, believe me. It, I, it's I bizarre. Still, it was, it was, it's the same thing with music, dude. Like, you know, meeting Eddie Van Halen, meeting Ace Freely. I was, and, and, that, and when I met him, I was like, they're just people. They're, I kept saying that in my head. They're just people. They're just people. But fuck, yeah. I lost my shit. Like, I, I, you know, and it's, and when you, when you put people up on a, pedestal or whatever the fuck you want to call it you know when there's there's certain things you know that uh that people can do well and there's things that people can't do well and what what you what you can't do well but you love Mm -hmm. if, if when you see somebody else doing that really good you tend to like fucking hey that's the shit they're the shit they're the shit you know and it's a it's all it almost turns into like um i don't know what the word would be uh to describe it it when it when you went like when it say you're a you're a golfer a guitar player a drummer a fucking baseball player whatever and you're 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 good you're okay you're a, you're a good player but you're not reggie jackson or you're not you know, you're not that Chipper a, Jones. You're not you're that A tier, right? That that dude that you just look up to like, like fucking God, like yeah. they're a god. Yeah. And then you and then you meet that guy and he's a dick to you. Yeah. And and then you're you're like then you're destroyed. It just destroys you. You you then hate him as much as you like. Yeah. Them. And and then and 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 then it turns your it makes you realize that they're just fucking people that yeah. the dude is just a fucking person yeah and he's just a dick so or he was just having a or, bad day or yeah or he was just having a bad day or he's the coolest motherfucker i ever met whatever like i wouldn't you know? want that weight of like a level of interaction is going to last with that other person that i don't know right. for the rest of their lives right and my my ability to affect how people think of me is going to matter the mo- more way more to them than it ever would to me right for that for a 15 brief, yeah. second yeah passing you know two ships passing in the night yeah that, i know that, it, that, it's that a, pressure see that's just abnormal and like to me it's like the internet is where depressed people go to feel validated and that's the problem right that's the problem because normal balanced people don't need that validation and so they're probably not online that much but i know a lot of and i've gotten shit from people very close to me uh you know good friends and whatnot of mine that are like dude you never like i hear you went out of state to go on a whitewater rafting trip like why aren't you sharing that like online so that i can see it's like because i don't i don't need to first of all i just don't need to like i enjoyed it i had fun i don't need to feel anything by other people you know reacting to my fun Right, right um 
But I've had. I people, don't need you to know that I had fun. Yeah, yeah it's none of your fucking business where yeah. I went. Yeah. <laughs> and Fuck plus, you. if you're close enough to me, you'll either be there with me or you'll hear about it next time we talk. Right. Because sharing what I'm doing with my life is important for me to share with the people that I actually know. Yeah. Not with the fucking rest of the world. But I've I've gotten shit on like, dude, you never like no pictures of like the festival you went to or the con uh, or the Metallica show or oh you went and did this or you you. You have all these things. You do all these things. Why don't you put it out there? It's like, because I don't want to get used to that. Right. I do, because I don't want to lean on that. It's exhausting. Like I said, as the for the music part, yeah. it's exhausting trying to stay out there. First thing I fucking do, like if I'm, you know, uh, potentially interested in somebody, let's say, I immediately look them up online because it's the first way to get a red flag thrown in your face before you ever get to know that person yep. i'm immediately turned off if there's somebody who's into me or whatever and i look them up and they're online all day posting throughout the day right. fucking liking everything with 1200 with profile pictures of themselves. i'm out i'm out immediately because you know what i know that person can't stand on their own right they are dependent on the adoration of, of others. others yep and i know that yep. i will fall very far back and that and a relationship can never last there. So I can't imagine what it's like to date somebody who their their first love is their internet persona. Like the second I see that, I'm fucking gone. Like, see ya. If you're posting selfies every fucking day and, and they're up above you and yeah. your eyebrows are raised because yeah. you're you're really trying to show that you're <laughs> you're trying to hide that you're aging. Right. Like right. all of a sudden you right. have somehow mastered time. Like, get over it, bitch. <laughs> like, and spraying that fucking fake fucking spraying your face on spraying that no that fake fucking instagram shit on their oh, fucking yeah, the you know, filter the, yeah the All filters, the filters. Yeah. yeah that shit is you're not fooling anybody yeah, in fact no. if anything you're gonna let down people in your real life yeah when they really meet you they're when gonna they, be like what the fuck they're like you're a fake ass motherfucker fake fake bitch yeah and and obviously girls do that more but the men who do that oh despicable i know the if men Have do it fucking it's fucking self-respect yeah, yeah dude yeah i can show them wrinkles dude fuck i don't get hey, i shit. earned every white hair on my face oh you know? hell yeah hell yeah no i don't get it man it's like i don't know there, there's too many bitch-ass motherfuckers out there that uh their priorities are all fucked up a lot of them and it's scary it's scary it uh, it's scary to know that this is the future when we get old you know when when we're fucking elderly and shit yeah these fucks are gonna be out there running the country and that's why i just want to get a decent amount of land and isolate myself (laughs) from all the bullshit and only invite people in that i want to spend time with yeah that's why i don't understand cities i just don't understand cities why would you willingly sign up to be around a bunch of people that don't know you will never care about you just for whatever clout you think that is there. Like, like even the other day, fuck, I was driving across Atlanta and you and I, it's almost a daily conversation. Yeah. One of us calls the other, uh, is like, where are you at? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm in Cobb County. Right, like, right. Oh dude, I feel bad. I'm pulling in the neighborhood, dude. Right, you right. got, you got two hours of hell in front yep, of you. Yep. But the other day I was just sitting at a, uh, a very mundane intersection in Alpharetta. Because I don't take the interstates. I fucking hate them. They, those will drive me to do some oh, fucking yeah. wild shit. Yeah. 
road so, rage. <laughs> yeah. All day. So I, I take back roads, uh, the more scenic route. And I was sitting at a red light and I was just looking around and I'm like, there are hundreds of cars within my vision now. Two four lane highways with a fucking turn lane in the middle. And, and it's like five o'clock. Everybody's trying to get somewhere. And I'm looking around and I'm like, what are the odds that I know anyone within a quarter mile of me right now? And I was like, probably next to zero. Now, there might be the six degrees of Kevin Bacon where right. I'm connected <laughs> to every one of these fucks. Right. Uh, but I don't know any of these people. And I, it got me thinking like friends of mine that live in small towns where they literally know everybody that they pull up to a stop sign right. next to yeah. and they fucking wave. And they have a sense of community. Stone. <laughs> and yeah. And they give a shit about each other. Right. Um, or you at least know the assholes not to give a shit about. Yeah. But when you're in a city, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of hustle and bustle and a lot of things going on, but you're not connected to any of these yeah. people. Yeah. All you have is your hood. A hundred percent. And 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 if your hood is, you know, uh, if you live in a hood where everybody, nobody gets out. Luckily, we live in a hood where people get out and walk and you can meet people yep, and you can hang out. Yeah. Neighbors. yeah, we do. And, but there's a lot of hoods there. Nobody ever leaves. No, nobody ever they, leaves their house. They, they drive up to their house. They pull, pull their in car the into the garage and they shut the door before yep. they get out of the yep. garage. And it's like the burbs. Yeah. It's yep. like, what are they up to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who the yeah. fuck are these people? Yeah. And, and one thing I used to tell our former neighbor that no longer lives in the neighborhood, moved out years ago, Mike, right. Mike Jones. Right. Yep. I used to tell him, especially when he first moved in and I was getting to know him. Uh, it was a time where we were having a lot of like uh, new neighbors move in every year that, you know, that, that was just their schedule. And I remember a new batch of neighbors was moving in and Mike and I were hanging out, drinking beer, doing whatever. And I was like, dude, let's go meet him. And he was like, what? Like, okay. I mean, Mike was down for anything at any time. Right. And I was like, dude, get to know your neighbors. Right. Like, it's not an option on yes. on this street. Right. It's like, no, I'm going to get to know my fucking neighbors. Now, they they always have the uh, the opt-out card of not engaging. Right. You know, after a handshake or whatever. But I'm at least going to know who who are you. Yeah. What, first yep. of all, welcome to the hood. If you need anything, I'm right there. And hopefully that message is returned. Right. If it's not, it's going to be a short conversation. Right. But typically it's like, hey, man, come on in. Or, or it's a... It, it's engagement that would not right. naturally happen. People are so scared to just go knock on their neighbor's door and just be like, hey, man, um, I got some extra fucking steaks at the store. We're going out of town. They're going to go bad here. Have a couple fucking right. ribeyes. Right. That will, that will, remember back in the day growing up, the second a new neighbor moved in, I know. everybody made a meal and yeah. brought it to him and yeah. welcomed him to or the fucking- Or made a cake or a pie or something and brought it to him. Yeah. yeah, or people, like, when they moved somewhere, they actually had a housewarming party where their friends would then come over and, like, I don't hear of that shit happening nearly as much. Yeah, I know. People don't. are so isolated off, which, like I said, you know, to your, uh, to your uh, statement of, like, uh, this is only going to get worse as we get older. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to buy some land and isolate myself off and right. only deal with people that I invite over. Right. My community, my, my peoples. And, 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 and if people don't have that, go get that. Yeah. 
go go join a fucking uh yeah we did the whole know your neighbor thing you remember we did a podcast about that because very important of what happened across the street from me yeah yeah (laughs) and we didn't know that guy. yes we did not know that guy had we known that guy he might not have done what he did and we and we talked about that on the podcast did Did we we? i I believe i don't know if we did not for our new okay, listeners, yeah. they probably don't have a clue. Okay, if nobody knows, uh, there was a guy living across the street, right across the street from me, and he had a German Shepherd. And of course, you know, we're into animals, and yeah. my wife would uh, would go up and, and pet the German Shepherd, and he would talk to my wife, but he would never talk to me. And so it got to the point... <laughs> It got to the point where I was checking my mailbox one day and he was right not 10 feet away from me looking right at me. And I said, Hey dude, what's up? And he turned around and walked away. And the only thing I could think of was to go dick. (laughs) And that's exactly what I did. (laughs) And, uh, so I screamed out dick. He never even turned around when I called him a dick. So I knew something was off with this guy but what we didn't know yeah turns out you were right without yeah, really knowing yeah, it yeah, but your yeah. intuition was strong. right right I, yes yes and the, on the, the nose, force was strong with a this little one. more on the nose than we wanted it to be <laughs> yeah it was it was so uh, what we one thing that i did notice is i never saw lights on in the second floor of the house no we never saw weird. any lights on never never and I was like, well, that's, you know, maybe he just doesn't go up there. Maybe he just stays on the second floor or, or on the main floor or whatever. Which is odd. Yeah. Maybe, it's strange. Maybe uh, no. maybe he has, has like a fake leg. And right. can't go up the we don't know. Right. We only can guess because yeah, we, we don't know Yeah, the we had guy. no idea. <laughs> and uh, so it came out over time. Uh, and I, I won't go in. I don't know if we did this on a podcast. I think we already had a podcast about this already. So I won't go into a lot of detail. But basically, a uh, private investigator knocked on my door one day and asked if she could sit in the driveway and monitor the house. And I was like, sure. And but she do gives, you want to key me in on why me, the fuck you want to She gives do me that? the card. She, <laughs> didn't, she, she didn't really, you know, I, I didn't really know what she, was going on. And so I walk outside and I'm standing there talking to her. And she tells me that... The family of a girl that was being held captive in that house against her will had hired her to to find her to to, to find her right. Yeah. So she was she was missing. Yes, basically missing. And he was now a key. Guy, and he was a key suspect that the family right, thought was involved. And right. That's how the and, PI and got. multiple times this would happen. Multiple times, and Jim will Jim will testify to this. Mm-hmm. Multiple times the cops would come mm-hmm. into this into the neighborhood, and they would park up, up the at the top of the hill. They would park down the road from this house. Yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't let it be known that they were there. Yeah. And they would walk down the street and try to get this guy. Yep. And they never could get him. No. They could never get him. He was a slippery. He, he was a slippery little fuck. Yes, he was. And so this private investigators, it was a female. She, she laid in the car and took pictures of this house for a day and like a day and a half, almost two days, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and every time I would pass the car, I, I'm supposed to act like she's not in there. Mm-hmm. Right. So anyway, she, 
I come home from work one day and she's gone. And I'm like, okay, so I guess it's over. Not over. Uh, about three days after this is the day is when the girl supposedly escaped mm-hmm. the house. She got out of the house. Now, we were, I wasn't home when this happened. So I don't know what went down. But apparently she got out of the house and got somewhere, uh, got to some help to where someone could help her. And so the cops came. Cops came. They were everywhere. They came in hot that day. Yeah, they were everywhere. And the dude never came home. They, they, you know, they had the. I remember they, they were here like all night that yeah, night. Yes. And the next morning we got up. There was cop cars still out there. And I remember uh, the cop cars. Obviously, this guy had somebody in the hood that was telling him when the cops were gone. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who that would have been. And I mean, I have no idea, but. Um, because after the cops left a U-Haul truck, and I wouldn't have known this. I wouldn't have known this had I not been in the studio. Uh, I was sitting in the studio and I was taking a break. I wasn't listening to any music or anything. And I heard a giant truck coming down the street and I was like, what the fuck is that? And I opened the studio door. I look across the street and it's the U-Haul pulling away. Mm-hmm. He had just, and I called the cops immediately yeah. and told them, you know, it, this dude is, the, the U-Haul is pulling off yeah. if you want to catch this guy. And I don't know if they ever caught him or not, but what they, basically what this guy was doing is he was kidnapping chicks, mm-hmm. taking them to the second story of the house right across the street from us, yeah, drugging them and doing things to them yeah and and we had no idea and after and after that happened i really really started paying more attention to who the fuck i live beside (laughs) you know because yeah if anything if anything would have happened uh nothing ever happened with my wife or any of the women in the neighborhood and but if anything like that would have happened I'd be in prison right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd straight up be in prison. Oh yeah, and uh, it's so it's it probably I don't know when I look at it now. I'm thinking it it might have been a good thing that we didn't know because yeah. of what would have happened to one of us. Yeah. One of us would have. One of us wouldn't have been here. Yeah, one of us would not be here right now had we known <laughs> what was heard, going on in that house. I heard some crazy shit uh, coming out of that house at night. They, at one time, one of the girls got out and they were fighting in the garage. And like he shut the garage door on her, and then she like shoveled back inside. But she was fucking raising hell, and it was shortly before everything ended. Right. Um, but yeah, super weird. Like very much right out of the burbs. Uh, and that's why we say know your neighbors. Yeah, and it's a good that's idea a- to know your neighbors if you live in a fucking hood where everybody just immediately goes inside, locks their fucking door, or whatever. You don't have a you don't have neighbors. Yeah. You just have occupants. Yep. And, and you have no clue what's going on right next uh, door to you. No. So yeah. People are weird, man. But again, he's an anomaly. He's one yeah. out of however yeah. many neighbors we've ever known. Right. Um, obviously one's too many, but <laughs> I don't know. I like the rest of our neighbors. Like there's people that like walk their dogs every day yep. and will stop and yep. talk to everybody. Yeah. Like just good good ass people. 
But uh, yeah, anyway, this is a weird episode. Yeah, well, you know, it's how things go. Uh, I will say this happened right when we finished recording last week, so we didn't address it. But uh, it's a bad week for the whites, Doug. <laughs> the whites don't they live down the street? <laughs> Very bad week for the whites in more ways than one. And no, I'm not talking about the dickhead in Buffalo. Uh, I'm talking about Vicky White and Casey White, the escape, escaped in escape B, <laughs> whatever the uh, the corrections officer that busted out her uh, her prison cell love story. Uh, and they weren't related. No, but they're. Uh, it was that was a trip. Yeah. When I was reading the article, it said white, white, but not related. I was like, oh, it's not a coinkydink. Uh huh. And so uh, we never even mentioned this story. It was a bizarre fucking story even last week. It was it, a crazy it story. kind of down in the bottom of things to talk about. Um, so if anybody doesn't know the story, corrections officer Vicki White, uh, who was 56, helped Casey White, who was 38, bust out of prison in Alabama. Uh, she said that she, she was going to be taking him for a medical exam, a doctor's visit or some shit. And they never showed up to the doctor's office. In fact, they dumped the cop car, hopped in another car, and they were off. Yep. It was a, it was a prison love story as old as time. Apparently, what had happened, and this is why you should never have females around male inmates. And I don't want to get into the whole equality bullshit, because shit like this will happen. <laughs> Some career criminal will work over a female... And let's be honest, she was not a looker. Um, and so any attention that she was getting, she valued greatly, obviously. And somehow he worked his magic and talked her into selling her house and cashing out on that shit for like 96 grand, too. It's like, uh, I know it's Alabama, but... Must have been a trailer. Had to have been. Because yeah. housing market is booming right now. Yeah. She should have come out with at least six figures. Hey, it was a double wide. No, it was definitely a single wide. Um, but anyway, she sold her shit, which obvious red flag turns out she was one day from retirement when they got caught. Holy shit. She was set to retire the next day. Anyway, they go on the run. They leave Alabama with $96,000 cash and they're gone for like a week or they're missing for a week. They're they're You can't, can't find them nowhere. Turns out. Uh, obviously she had dyed her hair or was wearing a wig or some shit and they made it all the way up to Evansville, Indiana. When finally enough tips were coming in like, Hey, I think I saw the people you're looking for. And by this time they're in their fourth car, um, and undercover cops. It was fucking hilarious. The, the picture of the final resting place for this story it was four Dodge Rams. <laughs> they were <laughs> identical. It's like, Jesus, I don't know. Flip it up a little yeah. bit. Like, get a Tundra or, you know, get an SUV or something. Evansville. Right. Um, but anyway, they had enough info that they knew that they were in the area. And then a fucking call comes in. Hey, I just saw him leaving whatever the place. Now, the guy is like six foot eight. He's huge. Sticks out a little bit, you could say. They had... Uh, Vicky had uh, been pushing him around in a wheelchair to conceal his height so they didn't stand out. But it's like still, it's a hulking huge dude just right. in a chair. So anyway, the cops find him. They get in a pursuit up in Ev Evansville, Indiana. And during the chase, Vicky calls 911. 
And there's a recording of this. Now they believe it was a butt dial. You know how like you if you hold, you know, your 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 the sides of your iPhone, it'll say like emergency SOS. Right, right. And it'll call 911 for you. I think that's what happened because it didn't sound intentional. Because it's it's a recording where she's not talking into the phone. It's kind of you can tell the phone's nearby. And all that's recorded is her saying, Hey, the airbags are gonna deploy, you know, they're gonna wreck us. And as soon as the airbags deploy, we gotta fucking bail. And then that's all you hear. Well, and then you hear the commotion of the the all the Dodge Rams ramming the fuck out of this car down into a culvert. There's reports that it might have flipped. Either way, it was on its side. Right. Dude kicks out the sunroof, and he's out, and he falls. He doesn't get far at all. They immediately nab him up. But in the collision, she ends up firing around into her head. Now... It's hard to know what happened if she was like, well, the jig is up and offed herself. Or if it was an accident, she had the gun in her hand. Maybe they're getting ready for a shootout with the cops. I don't know. Long story short, she shot herself in the temple and didn't die. I've seen the badge cam, uh, body-worn footage. It's fucked. I mean, not fucked, but not com- especially compared to Buffalo. But it's, <laughs> it's fucking bizarre. Right, right. So they arrest the dude, and he's calling her his wife. He's like, my wife, my wife is still in the car. My wife did it. It, it, like, it was all her idea. <laughs> like, it was weird. And then the cops can't get her out because her hand's still on the gun. She's still breathing. So it, it was very bizarre. Eventually, a cop crawled through the sunroof, got the gun from her. They drag her out and pretty much, she, I think she died it either on the way to the hospital. But they don't know if it was suicide or an accident. But either way, she, she, didn't, she didn't stick the landing. I guess you could say, but she's dead now and he's back in prison after a week's worth of uh, roaming around. Here's the interesting thing. In one week's time out and about, they went from $96,000 down to $26,000. Wow. They must have had some fun. They had blown all that in a week. I mean, their, their time was coming to an end. Yeah. Their time was coming to an end no matter what. Like they were about to get broke and uh, then what? He was probably going to kill her and then hightail it to Canada or some shit. But either way, bizarre story. Very fucking weird. Yeah. A chick who's one day from fucking retirement. That's insane. That apparently was like a stellar fucking officer her entire career. Because even uh, like her superior, you know, chief of corrections or whatever was like, never would I have ever pegged Vicky to do anything like this. He must have dicked her down. I'm telling you, man. That's why you don't put In female guards around the male inmates. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty fucked up there. Yeah, very, very bizarre. But anyway, that yeah, the Manhattan lasted ten days, so a week and a half. But uh, yeah, that shit was breaking right when we were going off last week, and I was like, "Fuck, we gotta at least address it." It's a pretty, pretty bizarre story. But uh, yeah, so bad, bad week for them. Um, let's see what else is going on. Elon, Elon's Twitter deal is. Taking and, a little bit of a pause. Yeah, taking a pause. And the reasons that he's given for it don't make any sense to me. Yeah, it don't it doesn't to me either. A lot of people are saying that he was just trying to cause a big commotion and that he never had any intention of buying it to begin with. Could have been. Especially when Twitter came out and said that they, they have a poison pill right. plan where they don't care about what the offer is. They, they won't sell it to Elon because of all of the free speech that will happen on Twitter then, which could swing elections. Imagine that. Uh, if people are able to share ideas. 
And so they were willing to tank the stock value of Twitter, even if it meant that they were going to lose billions of dollars just to keep Elon from buying it. And so it stands to reason that Elon might have never, like, if they would have accepted it, he would have been cool with it. But if they weren't going to accept it, he was going to still be cool with it because it just bought him so much free airtime. Right. That really didn't cost him anything because all he did was just put an offer in. Like, he he didn't, there were no dollars exchanged hands. Right. So now I kind of have to go back on what I said last week where I was talking about, hey, I was wrong. Fucking Elon's coming in like a fucking freight train. Well, may, and maybe he still is. You know, it's hard, it's, there's no. It, I mean, it's, it's hard to tell with this robot. It is. It is. He's having system errors. <laughs> but like his claim is that the reason why he's pausing it is because Twitter won't disclose how many fake accounts there are on Twitter. And until he can get to the bottom of that, the, the purchase offer is on hold. And I guess it maybe it's because like the evaluation or the valuation of Twitter could be heavily skewed when they're claiming there's this many right, interactions, right, right. Um, which equates ad revenue. So your money is actually, n your, my offer is far greater than it really even needs to be to right. make a purchase. So right. that, that makes sense if yeah. you want to base it in some level of reality. Because he's like, look, I was willing to pay more than market price, but your market price is bullshit because you don't have the number of people actually on Twitter. And what's interesting is, when Twitter uh, or when Elon came out and made the pitch, some things started happening on Twitter for like Twitter users. They because immediately they uh, a lot of accounts all of a sudden came back that were suspended for without cause because automatically my follower or uh, following number and follower number went up. And I'm like, but no nope, new people followed me. Did Trump get his account back? Elon said that he would bring him back if Elon were to get uh, operating control of, El or of Twitter. So Elon's open to it and wants him to, but Trump did not get his account back. But a lot of my friends that are now on their third or fourth Twitter account got their originals back. And, um, and one thing that happened was like Obama lost like 300,000 followers. Because what was happening is they were purging bot accounts. Right. Getting ready for, they were like, well, Elon's buying it. He's already come out saying he's going to get rid of bots and make algorithms fucking open source and all this shit. So a lot of boosted accounts saw a significant drop in their numbers. Now they're saying, oh, that's a bunch of people that are leaving Twitter because they don't want to be around all this crazy right wing, whatever. But a lot of other accounts got upticks. And what a lot of that, uh, what a lot of people are saying that is, are all of the nuked accounts all of a sudden coming back, coming back. Right. But like CNN's argument is, oh, well, all of Obama's followers don't want to be on this platform and they're leaving in protest. And all these right wingers are attracting new followers because they think it's going to be a conservative, you know, website and, and they're like, just getting rid of the bots <laughs> and they're just getting rid of the bots yeah, right. and bringing back formerly nuked accounts because right. if you look you can you can tell when new accounts are being made it right. tells you you know uh, on twitter since april 2022 right. right or you know 
but if you go back and look at all all these new accounts, they're fucking ten years old. They're not new accounts, right? So it's not like this flood of new people coming in. It's just getting rid of bots and giving people their old accounts back. And it was huge. There was like fifty thousand gain on one side, three hundred thousand net loss on another. So it's like you could tell who was getting boosted here. So I don't know. It, Twitter's a weird fucking place. But yeah, it's paused, which I don't understand. I I. I made the most sense of it as I could, but uh, I don't understand. Like, I think, I think Elon could still push forward, own Twitter, make it the free speech light on the hill, on the internet hill, and bring millions of new users, which wouldn't matter if their old numbers are bullshit. Or right, not. right. So, who knows? We shall see. Elon Watch still continues. Um, but there is one thing that I saw this past week. I, I, Doubt you've seen anything about it, Doug. But do you know who Dinesh D'Souza is? I do know Dinesh D'Souza. He's yes. a conservative filmmaker, filmmaker, think tank, tr- tastemaker, wannabe. Uh, he served some prison time, by the way. Which, yeah, yeah, uh, he did. You should look into that. Yeah, and I think it's for like fraud. Yeah, <laughs> if I remember it was correctly. For fraud. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy, eh, you know, grain of salt, shall we say? Well. Pillar of salt. Fuck yeah. With this guy. So he just released a new documentary this past week called 2000 Mules. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah. So I didn't know anything about it, but I, all of a sudden on Twitter, like 2000 Mules starts trending. And I'm like, let me check this out. Because it was a bunch of conservative right. people that uh, I followed that were like, OMG, you got to see it. This is the fucking smoking gun right. about the election of 2020 right. and i was like oh lord anybody but dinesh d'souza i would actually have been intrigued but i was like this guy is going to give a sophomoric take blah 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 and then well you know what i won't try to explain it i'll just play the trailer and uh let's let's have a little chat about this doug if i can find it he's a fucking dweeb Oh my God, there's so many fucking. What do you call them? Charlatan. Charlatan. Oh, everything's a review now. Because oh. now it's a, here. Here we go. Let's You're play this. Doxed? <laughs> it's, uh, it's a couple minutes, but let's check this bitch out. We put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Let me say it again. The 2020 election was the most secure election in American history. Let me begin by asking a very simple question. Do we know the truth about what really happened in the 2020 election? I think millions of Americans know something went wrong and they have little pieces and no one's really put it together. I'm agnostic on this question and I, I am awaiting more information. If I believed the president were a Nazi, I might steal an election. Old accusations require bold evidence and they haven't seen it. We have been working on something big. Show me the money. Can we meet? I've been working with Greg Phillips. He has a deep background in election intelligence. True the Vote has the largest store of election intelligence for the 2020 elections in the world. No one has more data than we do. We identified in Atlanta 242 mules that went to an average of 24 drop boxes. 
But Philadelphia alone, we've identified more than 1,100 mules. What is a mule? person picking up ballots and running them to the drop boxes. This is not grandma out walking her dog. Bad backgrounds, bad reputations. They are interested in one thing, that's money. And in no shape, in no way, in no time, is that legal. This is organized crime. Do you have video evidence? Four million minutes of surveillance video around the country. What you're about to see is disturbing. So this is uh, 1 o'clock in the morning. Don't we all vote at 1 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> one night, this person, this mule, went across six counties to 27 different drop boxes. I call it the Mexican mafia, seriously, because uh, they, they work like that. This is jaw-dropping. What you showed is frightening. It's just sickening to me. Now we come to the most important question of all. Was the magnitude of vote trafficking enough to tip the balance in the 2020 presidential election? It's not a leap to say this would have made a difference. They have ruined Election Day in the United States of America. That's provable. And that's enough for me to fight the left with every fiber in my body. Without free and fair elections, we are not a democracy. We are a criminal cartel masquerading as a democracy. 2,000 mules. In select theaters, May 2nd and 4th. Okay. 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 So, sorry, that was long as fuck. I know. Uh, but I, just to bring everybody up to speed... They basically give you the whole fucking thing right there. It's one of those trailers where it's like, oh, don't need to watch it now. Yeah. Um, I watched it. Now, it, granted, they said uh, select theaters or whatever, May 2nd, no, May 4th. It's streaming. Yeah. Yeah, but it's streaming, but it's behind a paywall. Right. And you got to pay. It is. And you got to pay $30. Good Lord. You paid $30 to watch this shit. No, I didn't oh. because I know how the internet works. Oh, okay. And for all of our listeners, real quick, if you want, uh, here's the thing watch it. Um, but don't pay him any fucking money. <laughs> You're like, I want to pay him money. Maybe I can't say that legally. Um, but if you want to watch it and and you want to give him money at a later time through his uh, uh, <laughs> locals account uh, or, or on Rumble, um, you can go over to BitChute and find like 17 copies of it. <laughs> and I'm just saying, like, it's on the internet. Like, right. you, can, you can go find it. So I, I found it on BitChute and I watched it the other night. And um, it's about two hours, I think. And I, at first I saw the trailer going around on Twitter and everybody's, you know, bloviating that, oh, this is the smoking gun. And from what they said, it's like, yeah, that, that very much would be. If you can prove that people are running around multiple drop boxes across multiple counties, you know, shoving a shitload of ballots. And they had video. I will say they had surveillance video. The way that all this came to be. Is and, and I'll be honest. I said on this very podcast, I think the election was bullshit. Um, they it, all are. It, it later changed to Trump just didn't. Trump got out cheated. He just didn't cheat as hard as the other side, and that's why he lost. Uh, the idea of free and fair elections has been dead for a long time, but it's like, but yeah, but they did do this. Like, there's no doubt in my mind, and everyone's looking for the smoking gun, pr the provability, and all this stuff. It, it kind of goes back to the, the thing that we mentioned last week, the Bill Maher thing. It's like, I don't know it for a fact, but I just know it to be true. This right. falls into that for me um, because of the way they reacted. 
it's the most fair election. It's the most secure election ever. It's the most, and it's like bullshit. All right. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. Um, so what they did is they pulled in these two representatives from an organization called true the vote, which apparently is an election watchdog. All they look for, and there's already a proven case in North Carolina where Republicans doing jail time for enacting an election fraud that right. won in the election. So yeah, this I isn't like that. this isn't that. like a totally un. This isn't just a Trump thing. Like this is a this is something that does happen. Um, so this true the vote people. Here's the scariest part. Fuck all what you heard and what they're claiming that they're trying to prove about the election. The way that they did this is the true the vote people purchased cell phone data and the five sw- swing states, Arizona, uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, Georgia, and I think Wisconsin. Yeah. And that's where they were able, what they did is they got the geo data from millions of cell phones and studied it over months from the summer of 2020 to see if these cell phones were taking part in left-wing uh, protests and riots, which they were, surprise, surprise, and then also during the elections, what their activity was. And every, and, and they, they isolated certain ones, ones that were going to drop boxes because they had the locations of the drop boxes, and then they pull up the, and then they also purchased the security camera footage to couple it with this phone belongs to this person. There's that person at that Dropbox mul- dumping multiple ballots into these Dropboxes. Okay, work is done. Prove it. We, we've proven it, that it was left-wing activists. We can prove that based on where their cell phones were in the middle of these riots. And then we also have them on camera dumping, them all, dumping all these ballots and shit. Okay, yeah, that's enough to make a case. However, and, and everybody that wants that to be true uh, watches this movie and and is singing its praises to the high heavens. But what it doesn't do is it doesn't show people on security cams at more than one ballot box. And it doesn't... Uh, it, there's so many things it doesn't address. Right. It makes wild claims, but never proves it. Then they start doing math. We found 242 mules in Atlanta or whatever it was. If you take 242 on an average of five ballots per drop box and they're going to 10 drop boxes, that's 50 times 242. That's the total number of votes that we take away from Biden. Boom, Trump wins. But it's like, but you're not, you're not proving who's voting for who in these ballots. It's an educated guess to say that they would be Biden votes. Right. But you would think and hope, I guess that Trump would also be having this running the as same well. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't just say, because we have this data, which by the way, is the scariest fucking thing that gets glossed over in this whole fucking thing. Because what you're really coming out saying is we can buy your privacy. Yeah. And every time, and everyone is so gung ho on the idea that Trump is still the president that just like the Patriot Act, yep. they are just completely glossing over the, hey, what the fuck is this? You, can, yeah. you individual people yeah. that I don't know. If you got enough money, they'll sell you my fucking data. Yes. That, I know. that it, that's, the, that's been a problem since the invention of the cell phone. Correct. And So, first of all, this movie sucks balls because it doesn't even stand up to the allegations and claims that they are making. Just a shit. Like this can be torn apart two seconds. Right. 
This ain't the smoking gun. Right. If everything they said in it was true and they could prove it, yes. But they don't prove fuck. All they proved is that they can access your data if if the payment's <laughs> enough. Right. So fuck them for engaging in that. And then B, they're going to get everybody, every fucking two-bit QAnon retard all worked up into a fucking, ah, fucking tizzy thinking that now this is time to reignite this fucking argument. Right. It's retarded. I fucking hated this movie. Two out of ten. Fucking horseshit. Because of what you're trying to gain out of it. And what they say at the end is, we have much more information to back up the rest of these claims that we made right. that will be coming out in a future movie well, or future uh, book. And all it's like, they're this doing is, is showing, you, showing you what both sides do. That's basically what they're doing. I well, mean, and, they're, and they're showing you what they what you want them to right. show you. Exactly. Fucking yes, divide. Fuck you, Dinesh. Divide, divide and conquer, man. Fuck it's, Dinesh. Fuck this whole stupid fucking movie. And fuck every right winger that is so desperate to hear the thing back to you that you want to hear. Yeah, that you're Trump sharing. Won. And that's yeah. why I said it's on bitch shoot. Go fucking watch it. This guy doesn't deserve a penny for this shit. Right. If anything, they're trying to recoup their losses for buying your data. So fuck these asshats. And what's so? This is what's so funny is how the Republicans always. Oh, the Democrats stole that election. The Democrats stole that election, and then you have the whole abortion thing going on now, mm-hmm. where where like Warren gets up and she says they've been planning this for years. They've been putting in conservative. Ju-. So if you look at it in a in a reality way, hey Republicans, you're ahead, man. Hey, you know you're you're up. You're up, man. Yeah, you got it. It now's the time for. Uh, I mean, fuck the elections, fuck all of that. Yeah, you got your you got your main core fucking belief system right there on the mountain that we talked about last year, last week. It, look, if if they don't, if the Roe versus Wade thing uh, doesn't get struck down now, in this shit coming up, mm-hmm. it never will. It never will. This is their time, and. And if the Republicans get that, then all of these elections that they keep screaming about that the Democrats stole, the Democrats stole, the Democrats stole, none of that's going to matter because they won. You won in the end. And uh, yeah, I'll I'll try to piggyback off of what you just said. Uh, Yeah. Was there nefarious shit? Absolutely. I mean, they wrote a whole fucking article in Time magazine about how we got away with it. We fortified the election and fuck you. What are you going to do? That's enough already. You don't have to keep crying this out like that's what i'm saying it's like why are we still retreading this no nah, because denis Den- d'souza needs he needs to get paid a couple more couple more dollars of course um because he's a grifton son of a bitch yeah, fuck him of course uh, he's a fraudster fuck him all yeah so <laughs> but not only that okay all that's true let's just say it's true for the sake of the argument you're getting the best free campaign ads ever because here's the thing if you're a republican and you're running on, I have the best model and plan for this country and for the people in this country. The best way to prove it is to let the other side rule and show how bad they are. Right. And they're doing a damn good job of it yeah, right now. That's, that's, the way you, that's the way you win. Yeah. Negative advertising where you don't even have to do anything. You just sit back and go, look, the country's going to shit. And they are the ones that stole the election. So you really need to get out to put me in because... The, they're literally giving it to you at this point. Right. Um, so that's one thing. Another thing, and we mentioned this before we went on, y- you would think that if elections 
are secure, and especially if we're in the day and age of the most secure elections, this is the best opportunity for a third party to come in and fucking sweep the whole fucking thing away. Because apparently everybody's real. Biden has the lowest approval rating, lower than Trump did this far into his presidency. Uh, A lot of people are very disillusioned with uh, establishment Republicans, especially after the most recent vote to send $44 billion over to Ukraine and fucking Dan Crenshaw, one of the flag barons of the Republican Party, voted yes when it ain't popular. It ain't fucking popular on the right. They don't like the fact that we're going bankrupt and we're shipping money we don't have to a foreign country that they don't give a fuck about, that they think is already tied up, neck, you know, nuts to butts with the Biden crime family. So there's so much tone deafness that you're going to have Republicans that are getting fucking ousted. Uh, Democrats, they're, they're ruining the country. Hey, libertarians, where are you at? That's what I ask. That was my that was my biggest question. Where you at, libertarian? Because I, I, I know you're a libertarian and everything. And I said, I'm a libertarian in ideology. And I and I said this, and I and I, I I don't know if I said this on a podcast or not, but I I said the libertarians are missing a fucking golden opportunity. It's right what now. the libertarians do best is they, miss opportunities. I mean, just a fucking golden opportunity because everybody's had it with everything. Everybody, it's the the. There's there's Democrats that have had it with the Democratic Party. Oh yeah. There's Republicans that have had it with the Republican Party, and there's Libertarians out there that really could, if they came up with the right formula for their party, they would they would sweep all of this shit. And like I said in the very beginning. When we first started talking about this, libertarians, what you need is a billionaire. You need a huge sugar daddy mm-hmm. like a Soros or a Coke brother or, or just an, like or an Elon or Musk, an Elon Musk, who's yeah. not already one of those right. guys. Yeah, that's and be different. Yes, be the difference be, that you want to see in the find, world. Find you a billionaire sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. Convince them that your side is the you know. That you're you're on the right side of everything. That you're the reasonable yes. side with the best philosophy. Yep. Which I do believe that the libertarian philosophy is the best yes, for it's, America. It's well, the it's most the true to America. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's constitutional, yes. Now they're never gonna do it because they're gonna let uh they're gonna snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory. Right. Because right now they don't have the money to be uh considered even a threat. And whichever party loses, whether it's the Democrat or Republican, they're just going to turn and blame it all on the Libertarian Party. That's what they do. It's what they always do. Right. Um, but real quick, for anybody out there that's curious, Jim, why the fuck are you even into this Libertarian whatever the fuck? They never win anything. They're fucking, <laughs> they're fucking neutered. I'll agree with you. And it's for those reasons, because it's a broke-ass party. Um, there was a podcast three days ago. It's three hours long. I know. It's a hefty one. Uh, it's on YouTube under the channel title PBD. That's like peanut butter and dick podcast. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, peanut butter and dick. Okay. It, it stands for a dude's name, Paul bet David or something like that. Uh, 200,000 subscribers. It's not a small podcast. It's actually pretty big. I just found out about it like a month or two ago. And you just sit on them. Yeah. Well, 
That's okay. It's because I'm not trying to suck his dick for money. <laughs> there you go. Um, but anyway, he had, uh, there's an episode from three days ago that the title is Libertarian Roundtable with Dave Smith, Larry Sharp, Jessica Vaughn, who's some former playmate who's now some Bitcoin, whatever. She says nothing, which is the appropriate amount that she, she shouldn't have even fucking been there. They she's, a, she's a playmate? Yeah, former. So she's hot. Eh, she's hot. She's yeah. eye candy. But uh, yeah. they should have had Jeremy Kaufman on instead of her. Oh, she'd be the vice president. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm okay. With that. I mean, the, we'll prove in, here in a minute how worthless those, uh, <laughs> those people are, vice presidents. And Spike Cohen, um, which if you don't know any of those names, then I highly suggest that you go watch this episode because they kind of get down to brass tacks of what libertarianism is, libertarianism is what their platform is what their solutions what their policies everything and if this message were to be backed by a soros or coke brothers or a or musk an, or a musk <clears throat> hey musk i hear you're not buying twitter at the moment maybe <laughs> shovel a few billion our way um but it's a, it, it's a great podcast for anybody who doesn't know fuck about the libertarian stance on things and i'll play a clip now of dave smith being a goddamn motherfucker spit in the hot fire so i guess theoretically if you made america the kind of benevolent good guys who some big country was trying to impose their will on some small country shouldn't we be the good guys in this fight kind of like mm. disinterested and yeah. come in and say hey no big guy you don't get to impose your will on the small guy perhaps in theory in reality, we are the big guy who imposes our will on the small guy. The greatest purveyor of violence in the world is the United States of America's federal government. Over the last 25 years in the 21st century, there is no question. You look at the hundreds of thousands. If you add up the war in Iraq, in Libya, in Syria, in Yemen, Yemen. in Somalia, what we've done, we're in the millions of innocent people who have disagree. been killed as a result yeah. of our wars. Perhaps we are not in the position to claim that we are the guy who stands up for the little guy being bullied by the big guy. No. That's not why we're on the side of Ukraine. That's not why we're on the side of Hong Kong. That has nothing to do with any of it. This is strategic interest from very interested people who are blood-soaked monsters who don't have anything to say about the hundreds of thousands of people being slaughtered in Yemen right now. As babies starve to death in Yemen, that war in Yemen could be ended with a phone call from the president of the United States telling Saudi Arabia we will not tolerate this war of genocide going on. And they don't pick up the phone call, the, the phone to make that call because they're benefiting from that partnership with Saudi Arabia. This is not okay, so, humanitarian so, so impulses do not we drive not U.S. foreign policy. We will Amen to that. Yeah. But look, is he going to be the, is he going to run? So is he running for president? So that is the thing that's been floated. Obviously, that was Dave Smith talking. Right. Um, anybody that's not familiar, he has a podcast called Part of the Problem. Uh, go check it out. Um, I'm. He was the guy that really got me into libertarianism like five years ago, six years ago, whenever I started listening to him. Uh, now, I have my issues with the whole libertarian political feat. Um, I think it could be better served if they were more active in the actual two parties that people will actually vote for and that's the best mechanism to actually get more liberty and, and, and but, putting idiots in there. The last election, man, you guys, you had some idiots in there. But basically since 2020, when they knew when in the writing was on the wall, that Joe Jorgensen, the presidential nominee from the libertarian party was an absolute waste of space and waste of effort, energy, time, money, all of it. Uh, that's when Dave really get it started getting, um, his name out there floating around, where it's basically you first of all you cannot announce that you're running for a president 
this early. You have to wait until I think after the midterms and after certain things have been filed and things right. like that. And you can't file yet. So legally he can't even come out saying that he is going to run, but all the tea leaves and all the chatter are, he's going to at least be a name on the ballot for the libertarian party, whether or not the libertarian party will nominate him will be seen or will be, uh, we, we will need to see if that happens. There's a big thing that's coming up in two weeks out in Reno. It's the Libertarian National Convention where they will uh, basically send delegates to vote for the membership or the uh, leadership of the party. And the Mises Caucus, which I'm very much more on the side of than any other libertarian anything, is standing to have a like clean sweep and totally take over the party, which didn't exist five years ago. This whole Mises Caucus thing didn't even exist five years ago. So this would be very big in the libertarian world, which is a very small world and a very insignificant world in politics. So, yes, I believe the Mises Caucus will sweep uh, at national convention. Yes, I think Dave Smith is going to run. Yes, I think he'll get the nomination because of the support that the party will now have behind him. And he speaks a good game. And I hope it has at least half of the effect that the Ron Paul movement um, did when he ran for president in 08 and 12. Well, hopefully by the time he does announce, I'll be a crypto billionaire. There you go. But the problem is, is we just talked about how bullshit elections are and how easily they can be hijacked. Um, and neither party wants a third party to become a prominent party. And they're the ones that control your access to debate stages. And uh, they will, they will manipulate the cost to even come be a player so that they price you out. So that's why I don't think the Libertarian Party is the proper channel to get liberty into politics. I think you use the two parties that are already fucking there. Because uh, people are going to vote just whether or not you got a D or an R next to your name. They see an L, that looks like a loss. And then they won't do it. So, I don't know. It's something to... I, I haven't brought up Libertarian politics on this podcast in months. And I've purposely stayed away. Because I'll be honest, I've... I've been fucking, I've had a lot of issues with the whole Libertarian Party anyway. A lot of stupid infighting. They can't figure out what they fucking, uh, I, I don't know. They're, they're frustrating. They frustrate the fuck out of me. Well, they're definitely missing an opportunity. And they missed, they missed, to me, they missed that opportunity in 2020. Yeah. You had, because now a lot of that's over with. Now we're dealing with the ramifications of it. But while you could have been out there fighting against the COVID tyranny, the fucking bailouts, the, 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 all the checks that the government was just writing, acting like we have, it'll never come back to bite us, uh, the BLM riots, everything that was 2020 that this podcast was birthed out of, the Libertarian Party itself like, did not even address. They're like, well, masks can be good, and we recommend that you wear them, and... You know, it's not enough to be passively not racist. You must be actively anti-racist. It was like you're, you're, you're con, con, you're constructing your message to be palatable to the left. The left is never going to vote for you. They they see an opening, they're going to take it. Why would they even listen? Like, you're not a resistance resistance to anything there. Um, and so they, they dropped the ball harder than fucking ever. They missed their opportunity in 2020. There will always be opportunities, but none greater than that one. And they fucking, that's a big reason why I moved away from the entire fucking Liberty 
political sphere. It's a fucking, it, it, it's a waste of time in a lot of senses. But uh, anyway, that was a killer podcast. I recommend everybody go check it out, um, especially for people that are not familiar with the Liberty message. I think they did a pretty damn good job of it. But I'll get off my soapbox now. Just had to drop that in there. All righty then. But uh, yeah, we're starting to run a little long, especially for just two two old geezers yapping her gums. <laughs> However, this would not be an episode of Ignore the Rant, uh, at least recently. If we didn't go back, let me circle back, as old Jen Pisaki would say. And uh, I mentioned it a minute ago, how uh, I will prove to you how meaningless the vice president role currently is. Probably always has been, but definitely currently is with our our tried and true segment. What the fuck does Kamala have to say about anything? What does she have to say? I sure hope she doesn't repeat herself. That is especially true when it comes to the climate crisis, mm. which is why we will work together and continue to work together to address these issues to tackle these challenges and to work together as we continue to work operating from the new norms, rules, and agreements that we will convene to work together on ah. to galvanize work global together. action. With that, I thank you all. This is a matter of urgent priority for all of us, and I know we will work on this together. So working, working together, was the, was, that was her bullet bullet line for this week her index card just had those two words work, work together. together and she was like i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this home baby uh, and i'm gonna we're gonna make it work together old kamala the fucking wordsmith is here to save the day she is a fucking waste um, of uh, everything well you know she's a liter literary genius oh good she's uh googly moogly i'm better she, with words than that dumb she broad. took all of her uh, cues from old joe <laughs> Oh my god! I, you know, that I, poor man. I can't help but I I can't help but think uh, every time I think about you know because I called this uh, when we were talking about the election back in the day, mm -hmm. and and I told I told and and everybody was like, oh, you don't know the nominees. God said it's going to be Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and everybody was telling me I was crazy because of all the shit that they had slung at each other all when I they were was, running. That just wouldn't make any sense. And, it's just and, a bad matchup. And, I gave them too much credit to be smart enough not to do it. And and and, and I know, and a and lot you, of people and, did. And a you took them for the idiots that they and are. I knew, yeah, I took them for the <laughs> fucking idiots that they are. Exactly. That's exactly what took it. And now, when I look at, uh, at what's coming up, you know, obviously Biden's not going to run again. He says he is, but then again, I, has I, he I, ever told a lie? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I don't think he's going to run again. So that leaves her to run for president. I don't know why, but I and, can't. I can't bring myself and booty to, to be her vice president. I, I can't bring myself to still believe that they're even. Even at this point, I still can't believe that they're that stupid. I don't think they like Kamala. I, I, it, was I a diversity, it was a diversity hire, and I don't. Hey, she'll be the first female president. I, I still That's wake all up. they care about. All, it's, it's wild because everybody's always like, uh, well, we put the first black judge on the Supreme Court. Well, we put the first female judge on the Supreme Court. Well, we made the first 
black president. Well, we made the first lesbian female black <laughs> press secretary. Yeah, black, yeah, and, and it's all and it's all that. Well, we were the first to do this. We were the first to do that. And who gives a fuck? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nobody, nobody in the country cares about that shit. But no. them, they're no. the only ones that care. They're, and and they they think it makes them look like they're diverse. That they're they're being diverse and all this kind of shit. Fuck diversity, man. You're yeah. running a fucking business. You yeah. know, diversity does not run a business. Fucking competence runs a business. Should. It, it, it should. Or it runs a business uh, that survives. Yes. To survive. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to survive. So, I mean, if you if you want to be diverse, be diverse, but be competent at the same fucking time. Yeah. And we haven't had any competent political people. I mean, the only ones that are competent are in the Senate, and they're so fucking old that uh, I mean they're they're probably shitting on themselves like Biden is every day. You know, they're probably shitting in diapers and and fucking you know. You think Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi Jello, wear? You know what's that? Do you think Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi wear the same brand of diapers? Probably, probably same size. Too. Yeah, probably. I would think so. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they drink the same scotch too. But <sighs> It's it's just a it's a mess, man. Well, um, I'll, I'll say this: I'll, Biden's already come out, and his uh, administration has said that he's planning on running for re-election. I don't see it, but yes. not only okay. is Father Time not going to allow that to happen, um, I a, he's not popular. The people don't want him to run again. And also, I get it: three years, three years is an eternity in politics. And the Hunter Biden emails just dropped. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. That was going to be my the, my final point. <laughs> to tie it Not to mention, um, yesterday, I think it was, sometime yesterday, at least the information got out to me, that 125,000 plus of Hunter Biden's emails have all been dropped. Okay. All been dumped. And now I haven't been able to get the website to load. But that's also because I'm not like really trying to dig into 125,000. I want the, like I always say, I love the nerds. I want them to go through and do keyword searches and find the juicy ones. And we'll do readings on this podcast. Well, it's it's going to be, ones come look, out. look, once those 125,000 emails are found, we're, we're, we will have, we're, we're going to have, um, probably I would say, Three and a half years <laughs> yeah. of just fucking easily three and a half years of content of content to just fucking this show just got a three year extension <laughs> just to dwell on. So I'm going to wait until the nerds go through and do the actual work. And then I'm going to come and scoop up what I like and count it as a victory. And we'll read them right here on this fucking show. And for anybody that's curious, uh, Jim, I don't live on the Internet like a like a fucking nerd like you. Where can I find these? BidenEmails.com is what is somebody started a fucking website where 125,000 of these fuckers live. Now, it's getting so much traffic, it's hard to get into. Like every time I try to get in, I got an error timeout, but I've seen screenshots. It is real, it does work. And I've seen people pull it up and, you know, video record them uh, or screen record them, reading them on other podcasts. Like I said, this just came out yesterday, so I don't have anything juicy to divulge yet but don't worry i got a feeling it's coming 
Um, but a lot of that is going to really, really, really make it difficult for anybody for the next until the 2024 election. Yeah. This is just going to hit. This is what will ensure that it's not Biden or Kamala or really anybody in this administration. It's going to have to be a no name from outside. Now, is CNN saying that this is disinformation? Well, CNN is only talking about the Buffalo shooter because they finally have the narrative that they want that a white supremacist killed black people. Okay. And they're overlooking the seven other mass shootings that just from the past two months that right. black people have done. And there, and that doesn't even count the one that happened in Milwaukee, like within 24 hours of the Buffalo one where 17 people got shot. A couple of people died outside of an NBA game. You know, NBA wants to do like the whole black lives matter thing, but they're not going to address this, uh, which is obvious. Like I, I would be more shocked if, if that got any coverage, but this will just be like, you know, the Waukesha thing. It was an SUV that killed those people. You know, <laughs> like there's no human element there. It was a self-driving uh, <laughs> autonomous vehicle. Yeah, it was, They've seen maximum overdrive a little too much and they're like, God dang it, Stephen hey, King. Hey, contact Elon. But um, yeah, Hunter Biden emails out there. Uh, go to BidenEmails.com. If it gives you a fucking uh, virus I, I'm not liable. <laughs> I got a feeling uh, if we do a podcast next week, which we got a lot of shit coming up, so I don't know if we're going to be able to get one done. But if we do, I got a feeling that those are going to be the star of the show. I got a pretty good feeling about that too, Doug. I uh, I can almost guarantee it. Yeah. But in case we don't do an episode next week, here is, uh, I guess, an update on our upcoming schedule because I don't want to leave the listeners hanging. If you've made it this far, then you're likely pretty well aware that we have a kind of a sporadic release schedule. Um, two weeks from now, we will not be doing an episode. Even though two weeks ago, we said we'd do one every week. I know. <laughs> but we've never made an announcement before right. where we're <laughs> letting them know ahead of time. Right. Uh, fuck what you heard. We won't be here for sure two weeks from now. Yes. The following week, which I think is the first weekend in June... Likely not recording that weekend either. It'll have to come later on in the week, hopefully. So we might get an episode out next weekend, but if we don't, it's going to be a few weeks. Just giving you a heads up, uh, unless some crazy shit happens and our schedules open up and there's some shit to talk about. Um, summer is starting. Uh, gigging is about to take off. Camping trips, uh, concerts, you know. There, there's a lot of shit that's about to happen that really wasn't happening at all the last two years right. where we could record every fucking week, yeah. you know, that we wanted to. Um, even if we want to in two weeks, we, we just can't do it. We'll, we'll, we'll have to bring you back stories from from the road. And maybe we'll do them during the week. Who knows? Yeah. If it can work out, I'm down for it. But uh, yeah, like, I mean, even this episode, Arona couldn't do it, but I was like, well, let's let's hit record and see what happens. Now, here we are almost two hours later. Well, you know, we can do this. I don't know how to shut up, Doug. Doug, remind me how to end an episode. I, I, I can't remember. I'm sorry. I think it goes, well, that's about all I got. So that's until right. next time, motherfuckers. See ya. <laughs>